special Peaked announcement. We are going to court. Hi, guys. Welcome to Peaked, the podcast that peaks all the time. JK, we peaked a while ago. Maybe. Who knows? I'm I'm your co-host with uh, the least, Noah Peast. And fuck, no, Noah the Beast. Damn it. And, and I'm here with Austin Bird, America's favorite autistic kid. Yay! Go you. I don't know what happened to the audio there. But anyways, what did we do today? You ask? You? You? That you ask? Don't cough. You're going to... Why are you doing that? Kicks? Oh, there's yelling happening outside. Anyway. The neighborhood kids are upset. Do we know why? No. Do you want to hear my theory? No. Okay, goodbye. What's your theory? No. Okay. We watched episode nine. Whoa. A lot of episodes and a lot of peaking. A lot of peaking. We watched episode nine of Twin Peaks, also known as Coma, also known as season two's episode two. It's also technically the 10th overall if you count the movie. Do you count the movie? I do because I just count it as the pilot. I know it's movie length, but I don't care. Okay. Did uh, it go into theaters or was it like a made-for-TV movie? Made-for-TV movie? Yeah, it's, it's part of the show. It's okay, wait, let me rearrange. We're still on one microphone because uh, we're broke. Um, we actually, we did buy a microphone at the start, and then we just couldn't figure it out. Because we're... I'm an idiot. I'll take that hit, actually. I'm the idiot here. Directed this episode. Directed by David Lynch. Yay! Written by Harley Payton. We've heard of him before. Yay! He essentially just wrote other episodes of this show. I don't remember any right off the top and of my head. And he's done nothing else. Pretty much. an absolute failure of a human. He did Twin Peaks, though. Nah. What an absolute failure of a human. <laughs> this episode aired on the 6th of October, 1990. Thank you, Austin. And it achieved, it reached uh, 14.4 million U.S. views, sure which is uh, down 4.7 million from honest. the season two premiere, yeah. which is to be expected anyway, because premieres and finales get a disproportionate amount of views, I think. Yeah, and also this episode deserved less views. Because it started off really rough and then got really good in the end. You liked this episode more than the last episode. Why would this deserve less views? Well, cause, well, exactly what I just said. It started off... The first 20 minutes of the episode were really weak. And then the last like 30-ish ep- uh, minutes of the episode were really peaked. Interesting. Peaked, one might say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, listen to Peaked Podcasts out now. I need you to vamp for me. Okay, I can vamp for a minute. I had a great month. I saw my parents. Oh, yeah, we're back from a break. Yeah, we're back from a break. It was uh, very fun for me. I realized I like dogs, which, fun fact about me, I've been scared of dogs my whole life. So, you know, that's all. Am I done vamping? Okay, well, we're just going to pause then. Wow. I have the Log Lady introduction from the reruns. Mm-hmm, my favorite. Cheer. Ah, yay, Log Lady. Anyway, <coughs> and get me a good sound effect to like set the mood. Mm-hmm. <coughs> oh, my God, it's the Log Lady. As above, so below. The human being finds himself or herself in the middle. There is as much space outside the human, proportionately, as inside. 
Stars, moons, and planets remind us of protons, neutrons, and electrons. Is there a bigger being walking with all the stars within? Does our thinking affect what goes on outside us and what goes on inside us? I think it does. Where does creamed corn figure into the workings of the universe? What really is creamed corn? Is it a symbol for something else? Thoughts? I think the creamed corn bit was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. But do you think it's a symbol for something else? Yeah, probably. I still think it's fucking stupid. Mm. Uh, do you like cream corn? I've never tried it, but um, based on how it looked in that tiny magician's hands, I'm going to go with no. We should try cream corn for an we episode. Should. We should do a little mini episode where we taste test, for maybe for the Instagram, we taste test some cream corn. If you want to see us eat creamed corn naked. Naked? Then uh, more naked than David Lynch. Yep, in prosthetic penises. Or are they? You'll never know. You'll never know. They're definitely not very much so clearly uh, distinguished from real ones. Yeah, they're definitely not purple in color. Well, you can get them into. I'm not. You can't I'm get gonna. Them I'm gonna I stop here. Buy the purple ones, but it's fine. Go on. Okay, we open mm-hmm. with Coop. Yep, my hero. They're in the. They're in the Great Northern. Yep. This part was good. I thought you said you didn't like the start of the episode. I don't like the first 20 minutes minus the scene with Coop and Arnold. Albert. Albert. Fat Albert. Well, he's not very fat. No, the character Fat Albert. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bill Cosby. Hey. Oh. Yeah. I used to love that show as a kid. I didn't like the show, but the, the movie was... I oh, think I, 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 th- I don't know. I, I don't oh. think I'd seen the movie. I think I'd seen the movie maybe once. I don't remember it, but I remember a commercial for the movie very well. Of him jumping out the TV. Yeah, that movie was sick. Everything Keenan Thompson's ever done, minus most of his career, is sick. Interesting. Coop is talking to Albert about Tibet within the uh, Great Northern. Mm-hmm. There's a barbershop quartet behind them laying down a sick tune. Yep. Do it right now. That's all I got. Good job. Thank you. I'm so proud of you. Oh my god, I'm adored by the public. He's adored by the public on a little, little, little dick. No, that's just objectively false. Got a salamander-sized penis? You know, I would What? Say in size... I'm the one causing a tangent here, but in size... Yeah, which I makes like it okay. It. In size... What lizard does... What reptile... Lizard. Not reptile. Lizard. What lizard specifically... Lizards, unfortunately. Does your penis most closely... Uh, um, what's the word? Here. <laughs> you don't know your lizards? No, I, I've never interacted. If you don't know your lizards, you don't know yourself. Is a Komodo dragon is my answer. Interesting. Yeah, actually, it's like a salamander. Which salamander? I don't know the different kinds of salamander. West End, East End? Sure, West End. Let's go with that. West End Sal? Yeah, that's what they called me in high school. How big is a West End Sal? I'm not telling you. I'm hoping it's small. A West End Sally? Yeah. I'm just a West End Sal looking for... <laughs> okay, wait. Maybe I'll cut this. Tell me if I should cut this. No, go on. Continue. I'm just looking to put my West End Sal in an East End Sally. You can keep that if you want. Okay. I didn't say I'll it. cut it so it seems like it runs better. Yeah. Okay. Glad we... 
got that. Uh, my family knows about this now. Anyway, they just talk about stuff. Uh, Ronette woke up. Yay! Yay, Ronette! My hero. Coop tells Albert he's going to talk to Ronette about Bob and Leo. Yep. Shout out Leo Johnson. I fucking hate Leo Johnson. Anyway. Um, that fucker is Albert alive. makes a joke. I know he does. He does great. Character growth. We love Albert. Yeah, we love Albert. He man. calls the uh, waiter room service guy from last. Decrepit. Yeah, the decrepit bellhop. He calls him Senior Jewel Cup. I'm not sure if you yeah, heard that. I did. I liked it a lot. You're a fan? Yeah, I'm a big fan of Albert. What about Senior Jewel Cup? I like him more than Ed at this point. Shout out. Just because he's so unlikable that he's likable. He's one of those characters. One of those guys. One of those fellas who's like, you know, so shady. Breaking news. I got breaking news. Okay, uh, breaking news. Albert is... No, this isn't an improv, but I'm just asking. I'm telling you I got breaking news. Go ahead. Breaking news. Okay. This is the episode. Breaking news. Albert Mm -hmm. tells Cooper Mm -hmm. that Cooper's former partner, Wendy Merle, Mm -hmm. who was locked up in an asylum, retired as Cooper puts it, has escaped. Yes. Thoughts? Terrifying. I'm sure that's going to come up in like 10 episodes, you know, because that's kind of how this show runs. Uh, I'm excited to see it though. It's gonna be in like 30 episodes, and we have to explain to you who Wyndham Merrill is again because yep. you forgot. I forget everything. I forgot everything from the last episode, but to be fair, it's been a month. And to be fair, you remembered it pretty quickly. I did. I caught up. I like the giant a lot. I miss him. Yep. Then the Asian guy. Again, mm-hmm. it's important that he's Asian. I'm not just trying to be racist. <laughs> it is plot relevant. Yep. His ethnicity is plot re- relevant. I swear. I don't think you have to. I think it makes it worse if you clarify that every time. Good point. Yeah. What can I say? I'm uh, politically correct. He's an ally, guys and gals. Oh, no. Um, And that's all he is. That's all I have going for me, really. I don't have any other qualities. Uh, anyway. Good friend of the show. The guy is watching Coop and Albert from afar yeah. over a newspaper. There's an, an ambulance. Oh, ambulance uh, in the background. Sorry if you can hear that. Um, Then we got to Donna. She's doing her meals on her wheels. Mm -hmm. Uh, Austin thought it was Winona Ryder for a second. I did. Laura Flynn Boyle. So excited and then very quickly disappointed. Yeah. Um, Oh, I just want to clarify something real quick. There's nothing wrong with the actress who plays Donna. She's very talented. It's just the character was written poorly, I think. Then uh, Donna arrives at the house of one Mrs. Tremond. We haven't seen her before. And then uh, she essentially just gets to walk in. I guess the door was unlocked. Thoughts? I thought it was a little sketchy. And then this uh, this next part is my least favorite part. So get ready. But it's so fun. No, it's not. Cool. It's stupid. You just hate magic tricks. It's fucking stupid. You just hate magic tricks. I do. I hate them because I don't understand them. I, I, um... Are you saying you uh, hate things you don't understand? Yeah, because I'm a bad person. Interesting. Yeah. The first step is uh is realizing that I hate magic tricks, so I can become a better, more understanding magician. Mm-hmm. Um, ooh, a magician. Write this one down. Uh, character concept: a magician afraid of magic tricks. Hmm. Is that just you? We don't talk about my sordid past on this podcast. Sorry, sorry, my bad. It's a, po- it's a podcast, not Noah's pod pass. Yeah, sorry, my bad. Maybe past in the past. Um, welcome to the pod. I'm tired already. Uh, <laughs> Mrs. Tremont. Mrs. Tremont's in bed. And then there's just a little guy. Like her grandson. 
I'd say he is 10. I would say he's fucking terrifying. How old is he? Uh, probably around 10. Okay, glad we agree on that. Yeah. yeah he, just because he does magic or because no, he's just a guy? Just the way he's sitting in the corner and staring. He's wearing a suit. He's wearing a suit and like you're too young to wear a suit all the time just casually in a room. And his hair is a little freaky looking. Like it's a little too nice for a 10-year-old boy. All I'm saying is go play in the mud. Go play in the mud. That's the uh, advice of the podcast today. Little guy, uh, he says, sometimes things can happen just like this. And he snaps. Yeah. Thoughts. It freaked me out. I was like, I don't know what this kid is on about. I I am not kidding when I tell you my anxiety was raised during that. That's called good filmmaking. Yeah, but I hated it. Uh, Tremond, Tremond, Tremond. I think it's Tremond. Uh, complains about uh getting corn, creamed corn in her meal on wheel. Uh, and then she tells because she's like. I specifically asked for no... She doesn't sound like this. I'm sorry. Specifically asked for no cream corn. Do you see creamed corn? And then Donna... Donna goes, yes, I do see creamed corn. And then she essentially just says again, did you see creamed corn? Oh, my God. And then Donna looks again. You know what's missing? Cream corn. And then we look over to the child. And what's he holding? Cream corn in his palms like a dirty little rat boy. That's how you eat creamed corn, actually. Austin, this is not a video podcast. Austin is miming, bringing his hands up to his mouth and just munching down on some cream corn. Now he's miming, eating some pussy. No, I'm not. That's, That's so clearly crazy. what you were doing. Oh, it's actually eating ass. Sorry. Something much cleaner and much healthier. I would never do that on the podcast. You should never eat ass on the podcast. No, I only do that on, in my special free time. Which is on Saturday night. <laughs> Saturday, actually, it works Saturday nights. You can't eat ass at work. You can't? I think it's in the employee guidelines. That's why they didn't hire me. Yeah. Because they asked, what are you really looking forward to when we when you get hired? And I said, I'm just so excited to be a line cook and just eat so much ass. Yeah, because uh, are you comfortable with me talking about sex, sex on the podcast real quick? Sure. You've never eaten ass, correct? Yeah. See, I have. I can tell you it's amazing. Yeah. You got to become a line cook and try it out. I thought I'm not allowed to eat ass as a line cook. Well, you're not, but you can do it after work. You you can eat a lot more as as a line cook, just not while you're cooking. Interesting. Yeah. We shall test this theory. Tonight, follow me at... <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, call me. You know who you are. We are going... Where are we, gang? What the fuck was that? Did you hear that? Yeah, that was accident my neighborhood's getting progressively worse sounded like a violin strength going like yeah i think someone died Uh uh-oh that really brought the mood down from eating ass to maybe an actual death outside well you know eating ass can lead to heart attacks remember uh the state or maybe just the city of new york at the height of the (laughs) covid19 pandemic (laughs) do you know released a uh, a handbook on public health and said no rimming no rimminger no rimminger you'll catch covid and it was the biggest rule of the time in new york no rimming it was the most outlined one they had rimming cops yeah they said no rimming cops would walk around locking you up if they, they caught, caught you rimming. Some, they caught you inspecting some buttholes and they'd be like mm-hmm. well no they were the butthole inspectors right. cuz they had to look in and make sure no rimming was done exactly just like, mm-hmm. little too clean little too clean there um clearly you've been rimmed <laughs> a grim rim 
I don't know what that means, but think about it. No. We're having a great time here in the pod. Yeah. In the studio. Where are we? That's adorable. Oh, uh, Austin is pointing to the little smiley face I did in my note where I wrote Albert makes a joke. Aw, you're just the cutest guy, but... I'm just a cutest <laughs> Anyway, uh, the magic trick happens. Donna doesn't really care. And uh, just asks, did you know Laura? Something about Laura being dead, whatever. Who gives a shit? She died months ago, guys. Uh, Donna gets up to leave, and Truman mentions that she used to eat hospital food. I just think that's interesting, because what did we keep talking about last episode? Hospital food. Do you remember that? Yeah, the hospital food was real bad. It was a running joke. It was my favorite part of the episode. Yep. Um, Just weird that they're keeping that up. Anyway, uh... Oh, and Truman says, oh, if you want to learn more about Laura, you should talk to Mr. Smith, our neighbor, because mm-hmm. Laura used to talk to him a lot more, so and Brad they were friends. Pitt is going to be in the next episode, correct? Brad Pitt? Next episode? Yes? No? We'll get to that in predictions. Oh, good. Okay. Um, and so Donna walks over, and she's like, Mr. Smith? Mr. Smith? No answer. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, Truman and her grandson talk about Donna behind her back like snakes. The snakes they are. And... Donna. Wait, that kid has a name? No, I just said her grandson. Oh, I thought you said Truman. Tremond. Tremond. Mrs. Tremond. Mrs. Tremond. Yes, 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 yes. I watched the show. We 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 take a gander. Um, I peeked a little bit at the show. Oh, we're peeking. I peeked at the show. Um, we have fun here, guys. I'm not even past the first page of notes. How many pages are there? Vamp. Okay, guys. Today I'm going to tell you about how I lost my virginity. It's two pages. Oh, okay. Um, One little hint. It was bloody. Continue. I was vamping. Go on. We're vamping. We're vamping. Um, Oh, uh, Mr. Smith does not answer the door. So Donna writes a note being like, we must have missed you. And she... I did a weird little dance there. Uh, she shoves it under the door and she walks away. And then we see uh, the blinds of the window like flip open. Yeah. And we just see the eyes watch Donna leave. And Donna turns, but the blinds are shut again. And it's like, ooh, who is this man who does not answer the door? Yep. And we don't know. Well, it's Mr. Smith, but we don't know who that is. Uh, I'm, I already predicted who it is. You're making little predictions. Me, 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 me. I'm Austin. Why? Brad Pitt. Why? Because he was in a movie called Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and that's the only Mr. Smith I know. Oh, no, Jerry Smith from Rick and Morty is also named Mr. Smith, if you want to. Technically, that's another character. It could be. could be Will Smith. He's a Smith. Oh, my God. There are so many Smiths in the world. It's almost like it's uh, one of the most common last names in the world. See, I didn't know. I've never met someone in real life with the last name of Smith. <laughs> Casual. Um, this guy's barely met people. Um, no, wait, I have. Who? But you don't know him, so it doesn't matter. I should also probably cut that. Yeah, it's a real person. You should, but no, <laughs> cut just the name. But keep that in. I have met someone named with the last name Smith. I worked with him on a boat years ago. Interesting. And I forgot he existed. So sorry, Mr. Smith. Mr. Smith, Mr. Jones by uh, Counting Crows. Thoughts? Great song. Um, my mom likes it a lot, and we... my dad likes it a lot. We should get them together. <laughs> parent trap our parents i don't think that would end well for anyone yeah i could do my new year's resolution is divorce my parents 
we're not going to unpack that. I'm just going to breeze right by that. Um, Coop and Harry are at the hospital. Yeah, I have a whole comedy bit about it. Um, so you'll see it one day when I'm famous and I leave you in the dust. Okay. And I end things. We're getting divorced. Yeah. Um, Coop and Harry are visiting Ronette at the hospital. There's some stool shenanigans, thoughts? Mm-hmm. Did you find the stool sweating? The what? The stool thing. I trying don't. to you weren't paying attention were you? I was I was blanking at that point. They were trying to uh, you know, the stools weren't working and they were trying to like get them at the right height. Oh no, I do remember that. But I just gotta say we run a media analysis podcast here, so it is my job to occasionally analyze and um analyze. An- Stop being gross. Analyze. Analyze. No, that's the way we pronounce that word. Stop. Okay, I I wasn't paying attention. Okay, go back. Okay, analyze. Stop saying it like that. It's analyze. No, it's analyze. It's analyze. What the fuck are you talking about? It's analyze. Are you sure? It's analyze. No, it's not. Analyze. It's not said like that. I've never heard anyone say analyze like analyze. Why are you saying it like analyze? That doesn't make sense. Oh my god, am I being gaslit? Yes. Oh. At least I told you. Analyze. <laughs> Peaked a Twin Peaks. Aust- it's Friday, Thursday. <laughs> Is it hot in here? I feel it's really so hot. so hot because the window's closed. Well, because it sounds better. Yeah. I don't think any of this sounds good. <laughs> Audio quality wise. First I mean. episode back, kids. Um, they show Renette sketches. They show the sketch of Leo that doesn't even really look like Leo. And she says that's not the guy who hurt her. But then he shows her the sketch of Bob and she freaks the fuck out. The episode was hot with Bob content. It had a lot of Bob. All the Bob stuff. And she freaks out. Mm-hmm. She's like, train car, train car, because, you know, it, ha- it all right. happened in she a train car. Stuff happens. Bad stuff. Bad stuff happened. Bad stuff on the train car. Oh, there's rain coming. What? Rain coming. What? <laughs> rain? Okay, coming. he's pointing at my computer, which does have a little weather warning for rain coming. Good for you. Good job, Austin. You're welcome. I'm uh, the weatherman. Oh, you're the weatherman? Yeah. Name thir- name all weather phenomena. Okay, so you got tsunami, you got earthquake, you got volcanic eruption, you have uh, floods, you have... Floods is what uh, happens whenever I'm around a woman, and we're just going to keep on That's going. not true. Are you disputing me? Yeah. Okay. Like all women that you've been around? No. Okay, cool. As long as we clarify. Um, you also forgot my favorite, which is St. Elmo's Fire. Mm, the movie featuring... It is a movie, but it's also a uh, weather effect so that happens. It is? Yeah. Can you explain it? Uh, weird Lights Over the Ocean. Oh, okay. There's another name for it, too, I believe, but uh, I don't know. Look it up. Be your own man. Jesus, do your own research. <laughs> Loser. That's me. Uh, ben and Jerry. And they're around. Ice cream brand. They've got the two ledgers in front of them. And they're trying the to real one and the fake one. Which one to burn? What do we and burn? Like, we can burn the real ledger or the fake ledger. We cannot burn this cheese smoked pig I got. Right. Which or I smoked think, cheese pig. I don't. I don't think it was ever on the table. 
Well, it's good to establish it, though. Yeah, we we now I, know. What I'm saying is, I don't think Ben would have done that. It's out of character for him. Well, but for us as the audience, it's yeah. good to know. We're like, well, because we're stupid. We're stupid. We all know audiences we're, are stupid audiences and so dumb and so little, little silly. Dummies. They're little dummies. Little silly little guys. That's why Twin Peaks was popular. Because I'm gonna kill really you. Stupid, and they'll watch anything that's on. Um, Austin's off the show, guys. Um, they tried to decide which ledger to burn. Uh, they settle on marshmallows. Really, is all that comes to it in that scene. Ben's like, how about we cook these? And he pulls out a huge bag of marshmallows. And Jerry's excited. Jerry's a foodie, you know? he's uh, He would have done so well on 2013 Instagram. Oh, he would have done so good. I would have been so proud of him. Um, Andy struggles with tape at the double R. Yeah. He's trying to tape up signs of, have you seen this man? Which is uh, with the police sketch of Bob. Yeah. Uh, I also struggle with tape. And he's just covered in tape. And then sitting at the uh, bar, the counter mm-hmm. over the double R, yep. just watching him is Garland Briggs, my hero. Yep. Uh, Mr. Log- major. Mr. Major. I am the very model of a modern major general. You know that song? I do. Love it. Anyway, uh, the log lady talks to Briggs, and she tells Garland that the log has a message for her, for him. Yep. And she tells him the message, which is... Uh, you have to deliver that. She tells Garland to deliver the message mm-hmm. is what the log's telling him to do. And she's like, do you understand that? And Garland's like, I believe I do. And then he gets up and leaves. <laughs> Thoughts? I thought it was pretty great. I like his character now. He started out as kind of just an asshole dad. And I'm glad he's getting actually incorporated into the plot. He's one of my favorites. Also, the log lady is so good. The Briggs family? Fantastic characters. Mm-hmm. Well, the oh, not really doing anything. No, but she's cool. Does she come back? Does she come? Does she come back? Is that what you're asking me? No, I'm not a slut. Does she come? Are you calling me a slut? No, I would never do that. Okay. Are you a slut? Um, let me think on that. Do you want? Do you want? Do you want to make out? Do you want? Do you want to make out with my 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 mom because I'm trying to get my parents divorced? Genuine offer, one of a kind. I'll take you up. Lucy's hunting a fly at the sheriff's office. Mm-hmm. She can't find it. Andy comes in. What? <laughs> uh, sorry about that game. We just had a uh, melt at the plant. <laughs> um, little a little weather phenomenon happened in the studio. The shit stew. A little bit of a Santa Claus fire, I guess. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Apartment building burned down. Yep. Uh. Lucy's hunting a fly. Andy comes in. Lucy, mad at him, like always. Andy, through some very funny dialogue. Yep. Made you giggle. Made me giggle. Reveals he went to a sperm bank because he loves whales. He's sterile. He's sterile, but he still does his civic duty, but he's not allowed because he can't produce. Yep. Uh, So he's like, I want to know how you're pregnant and why. such a man thing to say. God. What do you mean by that? It's just like somebody jizzing her, man. You can figure that out from context clues. She's pregnant. Our baby's. Made. I think you're just getting mad at Andy for no reason. I think I'm not mad at Andy. I'm mad at Laura for dying and making me watch the show. We're all mad at Laura. That's part of it. But we're all sad for Laura, and it's all. I'm not sad for her. She had it coming. Jesus. <laughs> Actually, that depends on how she died. You know how she died. I know roughly how she died. I don't know the extent of it. Actually, no, she didn't have it coming. I take it all back. 
Christ, buddy. Not a good look for you. We cut to the... now, however. Had it <laughs> yes. <laughs> we we cut to the Domino Man mm-hmm. in the Ooh, Domino Zone. Favorite. Imagine a place called the Domino Zone. Would you, you go? Open that. Would you go to the Domino yeah, Zone? You want to open a board game cafe called the Domino Zone? I think the zone? Domino Zone drives you insane, though. Yeah, probably, but that's what board game cafes do. I'll, I'm imagining... I'll put together a rough uh, Photoshop okay. picture of what the Domino Zone looks like, and I'll send it to you and... Uh, drive you insane thank you that's sweet no problem buddy i can look at it all the time this is why we date uh yeah we're married we've been married for three years actually we're getting divorced for three years (laughs) and then we're getting back together we're getting back together yeah Yeah, our our relationship uh works in three-year chunks and then it's three years apart to grow as people and then we get back together and then you know that could be healthy maybe actually no yeah maybe who knows We'll see. We'll, we'll try it out. We'll let you know. We're uh, revolution- revolutionizing relationships. Yeah. One step at a time. Yep. Uh, well, three years at a time. Mm-hmm. Also, for our three-year relationship, I think that we should uh, keep it platonic, but get married. Yeah, sure. Tax benefits, yeah, baby. Exactly. Um, Domino Man, he's there for his parole. He signs his little little piece of paper that says he's a good old boy, even though we know he isn't. A dirty little man. He's done so many bad things. He leaves and Coop's like, so hot though. You're into Domino Man? Yeah. He looks like Patrick Swayze and Harrison Ford morphed into one sexy man. They're both sexy men. Yeah, I know, but they morphed into another sexy man. You don't have to whisper. I know, but I feel... Say you want to fuck him. I want to fuck Domino Man and I can't help it. Domino Man. I don't want to rim him though. Domino, Domino, I'm Domino Man in the Domino Zone. Domino Man. Does he ask the Domino Man? Yeah, he eats as the Domino Man. That's why they call him that. <laughs> that makes so much sense. Um, when I hear somebody called Domino Man, I'm like, oh, oh clearly man, that name comes rims. from the fact that he rims. Yeah. Um, Pacific Rim. I think my mom's going to love this episode. Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim. When you rim someone for the Pacific. Um, Christ Almighty, my head hurts. Yeah, me too. Um, it is really hot. In here. It's getting really hot in here, ghastly? and we've been really loud. Um, whew. <laughs> we find out Hank used to be a bookhouse boy. Thoughts? Yeah, I thought that was interesting. I want to know more about Hank's sturdy little past. Hank being Domino Man. Um, I guess. Uh, we cut. Oh, Ben calls. I want to know more about his dirty, filthy little past. That turned me on a little when you said that. Yeah. No, Domino. Or not Domino Man. Ben Horn calls the sheriff's office. He's like, Audrey's missing. She's been missing for two days. Yeah. Which is an issue. He um, doesn't seem super phased by it. Yeah. Then uh, Jerry shows up and he's like, we got to call Einar about the fire or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's talking to uh, Ben now. Ben we're, we're done with the sheriffs. We're now just yeah, at the right, Great Northern. On. Cooper's really distraught about Audrey, by the yes. way. Yes. Um, and then... Leland shows up as they call Einar, the Icelandic man yep. they're doing the contract with. And Leland's like, I had a great idea, guys. We just got to call the Icelandic people and uh, get all spick and span and talk to them. Mm-hmm. And then they look at him like, good job, Leland. Good That's job, what we're doing baby. right now. Yeah. And then they find out Leland actually already did it. And he's like, <laughs> he's so happy. He's so excited and then so upset in the same scene. He's, this is the Leland experience. Yeah. And I love the Leland experience. I feel bad for him at all times. He's just having a time. 
you, you feel bad for him even when he does his little, oh, mares, he dotes and nose, he dotes and yeah, a little lambs, he divey, well, a kiddly divey too, wouldn't you? And if the words sound queer and funny to your ear, a little bit jumbled and jivey, sing mares, eat oats and dozy oats and little lambs eat ivy. Yeah, I feel especially bad for him at that point because I can tell he's suffering inside. At which point? At the point when he sings... Oh, Marzy dotes and dozy dotes and little lambsy divey. Yeah, that I feel really bad for him when. Yeah, I feel bad. Anyway, Leland has a revolution. Revelation. I'm gonna take this part. I'm gonna take this part away. Okay, so Leland sees a. Uh, piece of paper on mm-hmm. the side. What's that piece of paper? It's a flyer that says, "Have you seen this man?" It's a picture of Bob, and Leland has a revelation that he knows Bob because he used to live next door to him when he was a little kid. And um, he freaks out a little bit. And he's like, "I gotta go talk to the sheriff," and then he leaves. Yeah, because uh, at his grandfather's summer house at Pearl Lakes. Mm-hmm. Pearl Lakes, the best place on earth. Bob was apparently the neighbor. What are your thoughts on that? Knowing what little we know about Bob. Total confusion, because Bob does not look that old. Interesting. Uh, He looks old, right? But compared to Leland. mm, Yes. He doesn't look that much older than Leland. He could have still been. Yeah, but... Nah. Nah. Oh, yes. We cut to Shelly talking to Doc Hayward. Leo's on the table. He's in a coma, because he got shot and lost a lot of blood. Yes, he did. Ripped to him, I guess. Uh, They're just talking about if he's ever going to be able to do anything he's going to go to prison then Shelly's like I guess this is its own kind of prison mm-hmm. just yeah true I guess yeah. and then they walk out of the room and Leo's eyes flutter thoughts <sighs> I wish he would just fucking die already I'm so sick of hearing the name Leo Johnson week after week after week after week it's Leo Johnson Leo Johnson Leo Johnson I just want this dumb fucking truck driver to die already uh we cut back to the sheriff's station. Lisa gets a call from the sheriff. Ooh, yeah, I'm so smooth. Um, hated that. Yeah, I hated that too. I don't like. I don't like what I do half the time. It's. Uh, I think most people are like that. With me. <laughs> no, with the, with most people don't like what I do. I yeah. like what you do half the time. <laughs> uh, quarter. Half. Eighth. I'd give you a solid half. Sixteenth. Half. Thirty second. Half. A sixty-four. What fraction do you like? What I do. 128. That's not a lot. That's most of what I do you don't like. <laughs> I'm still talking about myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can I answer the question? No. Fine. That's, uh, why would we ever quantify such a thing? I like most things you do. Yeah, I also you like make me happy. You, do. you make me happy. Right, we're that's friends. why we get married for three-year intervals. Anyway, Lucy gets a call from somebody. They want to talk to the sheriff. She's like, what's your name? They won't say their name. We don't hear the other voice. Um, and she's like, well, I can't give you over to the sheriff unless you tell me your name. Mm-hmm. So then she just hangs up. She is such a sassy little icon. I want to marry her. She's a sassy little minx, and I love her. Uh, Respectfully. Okay. Yeah, continue. <laughs> I glad, I'm glad I can just say anything and then slap yeah, on respectfully. Slap respectfully on, I move on real quick. Just like me. Yeah. Moving on quick. One time a guy called me a slur and then said respectfully, and I was like, all right, that's fine. And that was me. Yeah. We're not going to say the slur. That wasn't me, for the record. I I don't know what he's talking about. This is my first time hearing about this. No, that happened in the ninth grade. 
But I was getting called slurs a lot in the ninth grade. Yeah, I'm classic. Classic ninth grade behavior. Classic ninth grade in Ontario. Um, Jesus. Uh, we see One-Eyed Jacks. Audrey's there. She steals a bucket of ice and goes into the room that Henry... Ba- uh, Emery, that's his name. Emery Battis is in. Uh, presumably getting sexual pleasure from the current situation, which is he is tied to a uh, one of those weird chairs. What are they called? I don't remember, but the fucking shit was weird. Like a lounge chair. Yeah. Uh, he's upside down, so his feet are where your head would usually go. Yeah. His feet clearly just had a pedicure. Yeah. I think it's part of the experience. No, his toes actually look great. His toes are painted. Oh! Um, he's tied up, blindfolded. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't get to see what the ice would be for. And then there's just a woman vacuuming. Yeah. What do you think's going on here? Um, I think that guy has some weird fetishes, but I don't judge. I do judge him, however, for trafficking women into this club. Yeah. Uh, judge thy for thy crimes, not thy penis pleasures. <laughs> penis <laughs> Um. That got a real laugh out of yeah, that. This is the first time you've ever made me laugh. I know that's not true, but I'm funny. I'm funny. I'm not. I think I'm funny, even though I'm not. Um, uh, whoa, whoa. Uh, um, sorry, I just wanted to take in the ambiance there for a second. The uh, it sounds really nice outside. Yeah, it's raining. It's really cute. Very nice. Very fun audio texture for me. Um, uh, she chokes. Badass mm-hmm. with a the cord from the vacuum as she interrogates him. She says, I'm Audrey Horn and I get what I want. And it is crazy for me to watch that. Yeah. Well, she does a little laugh too because he just called her insane. She's like, I'm not insane. I just get what I want. Yeah. Anyway, and she questions him and we find out. The fact that Sherilyn Fenn never played Harley Quinn is a shame. We find out that Badass for Ben, who owns One-Eyed Jacks, which we know, yes. traffics women across up to One-Eyed Jacks. Mm-hmm. We find out that uh, Laura and Ronette were both working on One-Eyed right. Jacks at one point. They were only there for a weekend, but they got well, We don't know about Ronette, but we know right. Laura was only there for a weekend, but she got kicked out for because she uses drugs. That's why you don't do drugs, kids, because right. then if you get trafficked to a uh, sex club, you can't work there anymore. Yeah, they'll let you free, so actually do drugs. Only that one case, though. Yeah. Glad we figured that out. Welcome to ethics. Um, and then uh, that's that scene, essentially. Uh, then we cut to Bobby and Shelly in a car. Mm-hmm. They're talking. Bobby's got an idea. If Shelly doesn't uh, testify against John Leo, yep. then he gets to go home. Mm-hmm. And since he's a vegetable right now, yeah. they get disa- Shelly would get a disability check. For apparently five grand a month. Which is a lot of money. Lot yes, of it money. is. I would love to get a check for that. So now their plan is to not actually rat out Leo mm-hmm. so that they can collect his ability and then just live together. Yeah. And then just have like Leo yeah, there. going to put him in the corner and put donuts on his ears is the direct quote. Yep. Maybe actually. I don't know. No, that's what they said. Okay. Um, then we cut to Coop. He still hasn't seen Audrey's note. He's sitting on his bed. Uh, talking to Diane. Yay, Diane. There's a knock at the door. Dun, dun, dun. Coop opens it. It's Major Briggs. Yay. They walk, he walks inside. 
We love Major He tells Briggs. Scoop he can't talk about his work because it's top secret. Major Briggs doing something top secret. But part of his he job... respects that. Because they an agent of the, of the, the federal, federal government. government. Yeah. And as a man. And as a man, which I don't see how that's relevant, but you know. Talking about things? Or not talking about things? Oh, right. Very manly. And never talk about their feelings. You said that sarcastically, but it's... No, I... That mostly was, true. That wasn't meant to be sarcastic. That is 100% true. Um, And then... Where are we? Uh, he's like, well, part of my job is monitoring deep space. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we get little weird messages. They're mostly just strings of letters yeah. when they decode them. He's like, early Friday morning, which is around the time Cooper got shot, or like exactly the time Cooper got shot, Briggs says, we got this message. And he shows it to Coop, and it says, the owls are not what they seem which, as you may recall, is one of the things the giant told Cooper would happen. Yes, I do recall. The giant is my favorite. And then he's like, and then a couple hours later, we got this. And then it just rep- he shows the paper and it just says Cooper a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? I thought that was spooky and is not going to get explained very well. From deep space? Yeah, I don't think it's going to get explained very well. You're not a fan of deep space? No, I am. I just don't have high hopes for the explanations in Twin Peaks. Anyway, we then cut... Uh, to the best scene in the whole episode. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm about to say? Is it the hot one? No, that already happened. Austin actually doesn't know, so this is going to be very funny. Um, for me, at least. We cut to... Go ahead. We cut to the Donna Oh, household. stop, stop, stop. Worst scene in the entire No, best episode. scene. We cut to the Donna household. Actually, I forget her last name. The Hayward the Hayward household. He did actually cry. actually cry. James is sitting in a chair. He's got a beautiful looking guitar. Maddie and Donna are sitting on the floor together next to a microphone. The and they sing. Tension was insane. They sing a song. Mm. Just Don't you. Oh, yeah. I hate it. And I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. You loved it. No, I didn't. You were dancing. You I were doing the Charleston. My face the pillow trying to he was dancing. He was dancing the Leland. Doing the Leland. Um, it's more of the Jacques, no? Anyway, kind of sounded like he just shit his pants there. I did. Okay. Uh, he, he was making a choking noise, but because of the way the pillow's over his mouth, it did sound like it came from his pants, and I really did think Austin may have shit himself there. That well, don't you know what happens when you worried. die? Well, yeah. You shit yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and piss your little pants. Um, Austin decided to just shove his head into a pillow the rest of the episode, I guess. Um, Donna, we see through the power of cinema that, uh, James gives Donna the eyes and then him and Maddie give each other the eyes Mm -hmm. and Donna sees this. So she gets up and she cries and she runs away Mm -hmm. and then James runs over to her and then she grabs him and makes out with him. Yeah. Cause she's insanely jealous. Oh, uh, this is something I wanted to tell you on the podcast. Today I watched a uh, the film A Few Good Men. Mm-hmm. Good movie. Yep. Which is a serious drama. I've heard it's dang good. It's dang good stuff. Um, it's a serious drama about uh, Tom Cruise plays a lawyer and he has to prove that two Marines did not kill another Marine. Yeah. I, and a few. Yeah. Well, the good men are a few at least. Right. We have all the good men. Bad men are plenty. Bad men. We are all the good. Where's the street wife's Hercules? Um, Austin keeps trying to eat the mic. That's why there's pauses there. Um, stop that, you little shit. Um, anyways, I was watching A Few Good Men, 
there's this one guy, one of the marine, one of the two marines who's getting charged with murder, mm-hmm. looked so familiar to me. Yeah, it bothered me the it? entire movie. Mm-hmm. Right at the end, as it's all ending up, I Google it. It's one man by the names of James Marshall. Yeah, who you might know. I might because he plays the one who knows James Earl. Oh my God! And he's in a few good men's. A few good men's. A few good men's, which came out in 1996. Correct. 1992. 1992. Very so like right off this show. God, I mean, at least he got a new another role. That's proof that you can do really shitty and still succeed. Yeah. Well, we love James, obviously. No. Um, Donna gets a call from the guy, Mr. Smith, who's apparently named Harold Smith. Yep. He's like, you're going to come over or something. So then Donna, Donna hangs up. Before she can like do anything, we cut to Maddie, who's in the other room still. And she has a vision of Bob. Bobby. No, just Bob. Bob, just Bob. Just old man Bob. And she crawling, freaks the fuck out. Crawling over. It's a creepy it vision. It me out. It spooked me out. Uh, he like walks around the corner. He's smiling. He climbs over the couch. Really good shot. I love it. Maddie screams. Uh, James and Donna comfort her. Then we get to Cooper. He's in bed. Yeah. He'll love a sleepy little guy. He has a bunch of weird visions about the owls not being what they seem. Uh, black and white. Mm-hmm. stuff a bunch of audio repetition yep. we see bob has his face turn into an owl for a bit that's a little weird um weird. then he wakes up because he's getting a phone call from none other than audrey 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 yep and she's like i need your help um, oh my god and this part of the episode is the best scene in the episode and for the before she can she tells Coop that she saw him in the tux, mm-hmm. and then before she can tell him where she is, and Coop's, says, Coop says, "I don't want to play any of your schoolgirl games, young lady. Get yeah. home now." It was very weird. It, it was, was fun. very weird dynamic. And then uh, the phone gets hung up mm-hmm. because Blackie found Audrey. Yep, and she's she like, "You're in trouble now, Miss Horn." Yep, and that's the end of the episode. You don't know so, what trouble is. Thoughts. I thought that the first half sucked and the last half was great, so all together I give it seven stars out of ten. That was very loud. Highlight. Um, I would say that last scene. Little like. Uh, I would say the singing scene. Sing it. No. Say it. No. Just say the name. Say the. Just you and. I don't remember it. It's problem. It's just, just you. Just you. I sing this song to my cats every morning, which is why it made me cry. Yeah. Um, just you. Sorry, I have questions for you. Roxanne, you don't have to put on the ring. Austin, shut up. Oh. I have questions for you. Okay. First of all, mm-hmm. the owls aren't what they seem. What are they? I think that the Owls is a club much like the Bookhouse Boys. Interesting. But bad. Not good. What does Major Briggs do for a living? He is a major who monitors deep space communications. Well, what, like, what's actually his job? Because he said that's just part of his job. Oh, I have no idea. Well, yeah, it's top secret, but what's your prediction? Uh, I think that he is looking for aliens, and the giant is an alien. Interesting. Um, who, do you, do you think, who do you think killed Laura Palmer? Um, currently, Bob. Okay. And then, what do you think will happen next episode, episode 10, also known as The Man Behind the Glass? Here's my theories, okay? Miss, what's her name again? 
Tree mud? No. Winona Ryder will go to Donna. Mr. Smith's house. Donna will go to Mr. Smith's house, and she'll get kidnapped. That's my thoughts. And then James will heroically save her. Okay? Bobby and Shelly will move in together, and they'll use uh, Leo Johnson as a coat rack. Um, <laughs> uh, I predict that something will happen with um, my boy, Audrey. My boy, Audrey. And she'll find out what trouble really is. And those are my predictions. Excellent. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, you can follow us at Peaked Media Pod on Instagram or Peaked Media Pod on Twitter. I've been Noah Bryan. And I've been Austin Robert. Thank you all so much. This has been Peaked. Thank you for peeking with us. Bye. Yay. Bye.